Warning, this episode contains mature language, drool-covered figures, erotic imagery, saliva-induced hallucinations, mature language, and panty scissors. Listener discretion is advised.
episode 49. Panty Scissors? How did those get there? Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spire and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? Can you believe it? It's another episode within two days. Yes, it is Thursday the 30th of April, the last day of April. And, of course, I'm releasing another edition because, well, I just wanted to. I was in a good mood and because I gotta get psyched up because this weekend is... The Sakura Matsui at the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens, www.bbg.org, and I'm not getting paid for that. But show up, be there. I have made t-shirts, I will give them to you. Unfortunately, they're only one size, which is X large, but hey, no problem. You find me, you get free t-shirts. It's not bad at all. Nice deal. But I'm not going to have a stand, you're going to have to actually look for me and find me. And that's kind of hard, especially since I haven't given any physical descriptions, except for an icon which is on the fightbait.com forward slash forums website. So the only hint I'll give you is I have black hair. And I might, I might have the Spyrokin logo on my person. So if you see the Spyrokin logo, which is should be on the actual episodes or it's on the actual website, http forward slash spyrokin.podbean.com, no www, I can't forget that. You look on there, you will find image, and then just look for that image and you will find me. And like I said, if you find me, you get either a sticker or a large t-shirt. If you get a trip, need a triple X large, I'm going to have to mail it to you. you got to give me your address. Anyway, so, what's new with Zen the last two days? Absolutely nothing. I have been completely and utterly bored. Work, 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 pay bill, pay bill, work, work, work. I, I will be at Anime Next, though, so that should be kind of cool. Found out officially I'm going to be at Anime Next from June 12th to the 14th. And also, for the middle of May, which would be the well, my episode for May 27th, will be late. Because I am actually going to be in Las Vegas for something else. So, that'll be coming out Thursday instead of, instead of Wednesday because of various things. So, I'm a little jumbled. I've been up for a couple hours. I did a midnight shift, then I just recorded this straight up. So, I'm going to be a little meh. Don't worry about it. So no worries, no problem. So let's get on with the news for today, because we actually have something really big. It's only one thing really to talk about, because it's on everyone's mind, everyone's talking about it, so let me fucking get on to it. News sources report that the anime and manga distributor CPM, or Central Park Medium, filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy and has closed its doors as of Monday. The company owed $1.2 million to creditors and has not been active in releasing new titles in the past 12 months. Now, CPM and its software sculptors, US Manga Corps, and Anime 18 labels were once the United States home of such prominent titles as Grave of the Fireflies, Revolutionary Girl Utena, Mobile Police Pat Labor, Record of Lotus War, Slayers, Nine the Galactic Railroad, Project Echo, Dominion Tank Police, Descendants of Darkness, Demon Station Juku, Yutsura Dojo, and La Blue Girl. It's branched off into releasing stuff like Comic Party, other mangas, things like that. But still, the main point is that we are losing one of the first manga companies out there. And is this a trend that's going to be starting? I don't know. I don't fucking know because with the state of the economy, more companies are going to go under. And well, unfortunately, with the big gorilla in the room, which is Funimation, buying up everything, we'll see what happens. But I doubt they're going to pick up any of these series. I love all these series, and they still own the license to it, so they're never going to fucking be released. I mean, Slayers got picked up by Funimation. That was awesome. I and mean, I don't have to replace the DVDs that were stolen to me from me from someone. But still, it kind of sucks. I mean, because Dominion Tank Police was really cool. That's not going to be re-released. Project Echo, not going to be re-released. Revolutionary Girl Utena, which is a fantastic series, never going to be re-released. So this sucks. Really does. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, you know, 
and this isn't an anime podcast this is a manga podcast and oh oh shit uh well before i forget for those of you who don't know sparking is a site that provides information and reviews about manga pretty much what happens is every week i'll review one or two manga depending on the situation give you a little bit of information about it so that way you know if when you go to the bookstore you see a manga and say hey this manga has a really shiny cover it'll be pretty cool to look at if you listen to my review you'll know if it's worth reading or not i mean you don't have to trust my judgment a lot of people don't that's not true some people think that my judgment is wrong some people believe that my judgment is impaired but you know what to them fuck you and to the rest of you i hope you enjoy my reviews i try the best i can to give a biased well sort of unbiased view on reviewing manga and that's why i review random things i don't review i i like this manga i'm gonna review this and say how awesome it is i'm gonna pick this manga it's awesome the way i pick my manga is very unique very different and well a lot of fun so without further ado let us get on with the manga for this the 49th episode of the spyrokin manga review and so for this week i have decided to review well i didn't decide it was dictated unto me by the great and all powerful scully wheel of manga that i'm going to be reviewing x nazo no kanojo x or mysterious girlfriend x now what is this about it's a manga that was written by richi ushia uh, originally published by kodansha it was originally ran 2004 it's still coming out there is four volumes currently and it is a senate its genre is a supernatural romantic sci-fi-ish a little bit and so what is mysterious girlfriend about oh and this is not released in the united states again this is another one which we hopefully may get i hope that like um dark horse picks it up or maybe viz picks it up we'll see what happens so what is mysterious girl x about now it's about main character name is subaki akira now subaki is normal kid Typical class person, he's a high school student, and he's not really unpopular, but he's not popular. So, pretty much stereotypical main character from a high school manga, at least. And, well, lives with his dad and his sister, and his mom has been dead for most of his life. He doesn't remember her. Well, that was another plot coupon, I guess. I mean, his mother's dead, like all other anime characters. Their mother's dead, the father's still alive, and they have some sort of sibling. And his older sister is his mother figure, and she even says, Mom died, so I have to take care of you, so I'm your mother, so if you ever meet a girl, you have to introduce her to me, so on and so forth. And, well, he's a little shy. For a long time, he was in love with this girl named Hayakawa Aika. He has her picture in his wallet, which is kind of creepy on so many fucking levels. Long hair, beautiful. She left, went to another school. And so he's kind of a little bit, he was hung up on her, but pain you're not allowed to really have a girlfriend or well you can't show you have a girlfriend you get in trouble the whole privacy issue anyway so what happens is he's in class one day and they say oh class today we have a new transfer student her name is mitoto urabi and well she's assigned ironically to sit right next to subaki and he's designated as her homeroom advisor pretty much what a homeroom advisor is is well when you're new in a class in japan they say okay you guy sitting next to her your job is to show her around school and teach her the ropes well it's kind of the same in the united states but you know this is specifically this is the person you got to talk to for all your stuff so on and so forth and well as the day goes on the girls and everyone in subaki notices that she's a little robbie's a little unusual for example the first time sorry i'm eating mike and ike's i happen to enjoy them very much i haven't eaten all day so you gotta excuse me it's what's keeping me up so anyway 
So, Urabi is kind of unusual. First, the girls in the class say, Hey, Urabi, you want to eat lunch together? And she is sleeping on her desk. She's like, Can you just keep it fucking down? I'm sleeping here. And like, just keep it down. I don't want to hang out. I want to sleep. And so every period when they're switching, she's sleeping. She's kind of weird. Also, another thing she does is that in the middle of one of the classes, um, a calculus class, she just starts laughing maniacally for no reason. <laughs> it falls on the ground. The desk pushes forward. She's falling on the ground just laughing so hard for no reason. You don't know why, but she laughs just completely. And this is just her first fucking day of school. So, this is pretty much labeled Urabe as a weirdo that you, you're not supposed to talk to, not supposed to deal with, so on and so forth. What happens is about a week later, or two weeks or so on, they don't give a real time scheme. Well, one day after playing baseball, uh, the class representative, who is his best friend, Oda, says, Hey, you gotta, everyone gotta leave. And he's like, oh shit, I forgot my bag in the classroom. And he runs upstairs and, well, Urabe is still at her fucking desk, passed out asleep, drooling on her desk. Just kind of zoned out, and he's like, oh shit, she's sleeping. I better wake her up, because she can't stay here. And he kind of says, Robbie, Robbie, you can wake up. <laughs> and as she lifts her head, this is the first time you really see her face, because she has these long bangs like Sunoko from The Wallflower, and you never see her face. And when he sees her face, he's like, oh my god, in the background, she's, she's really hot. And you got the kind of spittle kind of hanging from her. And she's like, okay, I gotta go. Alright, alright, bye-bye. She gets up, walks away, and as he's getting his bag about to leave, he looks at her desk and sees, well, he noticed that she, the drool was left on her desk, and he kind of, for the hell of it, you don't really understand it, but he looks at it, he puts his finger in it, and he actually tastes it, which is really fucking gross. It really is. And he's like, and he even says, what the fuck am I doing? But he, he tasted it, and he's like, it really tastes good, and, but he realized, what the fuck? So that night, he has this really, I don't want to say erotic dream, but he has an intriguing dream with Urabe and himself, you know, they're dancing in this weird, well, it's almost, uh, I don't want to say it's Etcher-esque, but it is completely bizarre, this landscape which looks like it was designed by a lunatic. And he's dancing with her in this weird landscape, and it's actually kind of a nice dream. And so, obviously, you could tell Akira likes Makoto. Now, Akira is Tsubaki and Makoto is Urabe. I'm just switching, switching it up for you. So, anyway, a couple days pass, and he's just doing normal, and he suddenly gets sick and collapses at school. And, well, he goes home. Turns out he has this insane fever, which there's no sign of breaking it, and it goes on for five days. Five days pass, and Urabe shows up at his house, and she's like, oh, hello to his sister. And he's like, oh, what do you hear? Oh, I'm one of his classmates, and I have to talk to him to give him the assignments that he's missed over the last five days. Well, you can give me the paperwork. No, I have to give him directly to him. I can't give him to anyone else. She's kind of being a little creepy about it. So she's like, fine, fine. He's upstairs, third room on the left. So she goes upstairs and asks him. About two weeks ago, you woke me up at my desk, right? At that time, my drool on my desk, you tasted it, right? Despite the gross implications, he just nods his head and she kind of takes her finger and he does something kind of gross or kind of erotic determining on your situation. She takes her finger, swabs the inside of her mouth so it has her drool on it, and has him lick 
the saliva off her finger. And he does it, and miraculously, his illness subsides completely, and he's suddenly better. He's like, she says, Two weeks ago, you tasted my drool, right? After that, since you didn't receive any of my drool, your body went through withdrawal. And he's like, withdrawal? That's why, by tasting my drool again, just that cured you. And he's like, what the, what? He's like, wait, 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 huh? He's just kind of wonders if there's a bacteria in it, or if there's like, it's like, in your drool, there's something that produces withdrawal symptoms in humans, meaning that there's some special substance or bacteria contained in it. Isn't that right? And she just bursts out laughing. <laughs> Completely and just, just like. Your, your sickness has nothing to do with any special substance or bacteria. In other words, your sickness was just love sickness. And my drool isn't special or anything. You know, to want to taste the drool of the girl you like, that feeling is what created your withdrawal symptoms. And he's like, the girl I like. And he's like, Subaki, somehow at that time you started to fall in love with me, didn't you? I'm gonna go home. So next day. Subaki goes to class with her, and everything's better, and they're like, oh, he's okay, and he's better, and so on and so forth. So that day, they walk home together, and right when they're about to split off, because they live in two different directions, she says, wait, 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 Subaki. And she swabs her mouth, and, you know, has him lick the saliva off her finger to prevent the new onset of withdrawal symptoms. And then, what happens is that this becomes a daily ritual, where every day after school, she walks him home, and then... They meet the same place, pretty much they walk over the bridge where they have to split off and she swabs her mouth and has him lick the drool off her finger. And one day, he's walking with her and kind of wants to get to know her more because they're kind of now intertwined by fate, apparently. And what happens is that he asks her, do you have any hobbies? Do you like anything, you know, cooking or anything? It's like, I like scissors. He's like, what? He's like, okay, hold this. And she takes out, for some reason, she has a roll of paper in her bag. Don't ask. She opens it up. And she hold it right there. And you see her flip up her skirt, and she's got a pair of scissors in her panties. These come out a lot in the series. And she pulls it out, and just in a second, you see her just blur. She puts it back in her panties. He looks down, and the paper is now cut into very intricate subaki flowers, which he's named after. And he's more surprised the fact she just flashed him her panties, so it's kind of funny. And then, so what happens is he ends up falling in love with her. He says, I, I'm in love with you. And she tells him that she can only love someone who really just proves equivocally their desire love her as well. And Tsubaki kind of tells her that he likes her. She doesn't believe him. So he says, let me see your scissors. And he pulls out the picture that of uh, Hayakawa, the girl he's liked since middle school. And he's like, I care about you so much, I don't even look at this picture anymore. And you see him literally just destroy the picture in front of her that she, he's been holding on for this whole time for years he's been holding on to this picture he throws it away and so they become this couple and because he's very overjoyed at this and happy and this is where the series really starts so it's essentially they're dating but no one knows that they're dating or pretty much every time Urabe shows up at the house his sister's like oh hey it's your classmate she's here to see you not really picking up that they're dating at first and the whole thing is that we have Subaki just is very very well He's unsure of his feelings, and, and he, he really does care about Urabe, but he doesn't know how to express it, and he can't judge the pace of their relationship, because every time he tries to do something that she doesn't like, immediately out come the panty scissors, and she cuts, he's standing in front of a hedge, 
she blurs with the, the scissors and you see behind him is the he cut the hedge into his design saying you do it I'm gonna cut you so it's like she gets really pissed off at him for that but she does care about him but he's kind of a little melancholy about the whole relationship because there's a couple things he wants to do with Rabe but he's he's a little bit afraid of her using the panty scissors on him and there's like three big things that he really wants to do one is he wants to call her by her first name and ironically she wants the same thing but she he never does it because he's afraid she's gonna flip out and cut him the second one is he wants really to have a more physical relationship because he wants to hold her every time he tries holding her she just kind of teleports away moves over and well she'll cut him with the scissors like get away from me unless you could agree with me and you know he tries to kiss her same thing so pretty much their kissing is the saliva swapping dealy and the other thing is he wants to get a picture of her smiling which Every, when he tried to take a picture, she'd cut it or she'd run away. And the one picture she, she was able to take for him is one of her giving him the Japanese raspberry. The one finger pulling down the eyelid with the tongue out going, bleh. And so he's kind of fucking frustrated with this because he wants to be with her and just he's kind of a little apprehensive about it. And one of the cool things about it is that Rabe has something else going on where that her saliva can actually transfer stuff from her perspective and emotions and body conditions to Tsubaki. Example, when he says something really nice to her, she doesn't really show out her emotions. She's kind of a little robot-y, which is a little weird. But you see her literally say, and he's like, well, how do you feel? I just told you I care about you, and she does the mouth swap thing. And puts it in his mouth and immediately for the next two days he's smiling and grinning like an idiot and he's like I don't know why I'm grinning like an idiot and he realizes however she's feeling she you know can determine it another one which is on later is that um it's a day his mother died and you know the anniversary and he goes there he brings her there and it's the one time she actually dresses really preppy and nice and the reason why she said is I want to show your mom your beautiful girlfriend and what happens is he's like, I don't remember my mom at all. I don't even know why I'm here. And you see her swab his mouth and put it in her mouth. And you see her suddenly crying and just break down. And it's like, you may not remember, but you, you loved her very much and you are crying very much. And I don't know why, but... And there's other characters that she can do this whole deal with. Like, one is this girl, Oka, who is this, um, the girl idol. And she's this short girl with a huge, well, she has boot, big boobies and this great figure. She's really short. And she knows that Tsubaki and Urabe are dating and she wants to be Urabe's friend. Even though Urabe says, I don't have time for friends. But they have that saliva bond thingy going for them. Because she can actually, she puts her saliva in Urabe's mouth. She can see what she's feeling and it's kind of gross. And ironically, her boyfriend is friends with Tsubaki, but they don't know that they're... It's a whole fucking thing. It's all weird and stuff. And... Art style is pretty cool. Like I said, there's some really surreal scenes in it. Like, the scene with the dream is just... It's drawn like a mixture of a clock with an Escher painting. It's completely unusual, but it's unique. And I like that about the series. The artwork is just completely awesome. And there is some nudity in this, of course, because you do have to show the obligatory, 
I'm naked, no, dealy from her because she doesn't want him ever to see her naked but she does these very gross things I mean well the first time I actually read this I did not read the first chapter I read chapter two which is a little bit more disturbing because she's I don't know what the deal is with the saliva spit I didn't understand it I was like what the fuck is going on she's just putting her finger in her mouth and I didn't get it and then at one point there's a scene where you see her and she's naked and she has the she has like this is from this saliva is from my I was like oh god she did not just make him eat her cum I said they're mature and erotic imagery. Don't get me wrong. Which possibly could have been. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. But I was like, what the fuck? So, art design is very well done. It's it's typical anime-esque, but it's a little more mature for it. Senin-esque. The whole design of the series is very unusual. Because you have the whole enigma that is Urabe. Is she an alien? What is her deal? Why is she able to do this? And are they going to stay together? And we don't know what's going to happen because there's only four volumes out. A little confusing because some of this stuff, like I said, at first, if you don't read the first chapter, you're not going to know what the fuck is going on. But it's kind of cool. The dialogue, like I said, it's a scan, not an actual translation. It makes sense. It's understandable. Some of the phrases are a little awkward, but hey, that's, like I said, different scans, point of views. And what can I say? What can I say about this manga except it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. Um, the one issue I do have with it, like I said, is the whole mouth, saliva, finger licking thing. It's kind of disgusting. I mean, it's same thing as kissing, the same concept because you're swapping saliva, but still, it's a, a little unusual and kind of gross. And this is one of those things that my friend Eric would say, it's one of those fucking concepts that damn Japanese came up with again. It is. It's a kind of fucked up concept. I mean, you would never in a million years think of this. I mean... You'd never think of this in a million years, and I don't know if it's brilliant or unusual. And despite this, I have to give this a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. Well, actually not forgettable, because I don't think there's any way I'm ever going to forget this manga, because it's just so unusual. It's worth checking out. It is. I mean, a lot of people be like, what the fuck? I mean, I showed this to my girlfriend. She was just perplexed by it. it was, it's very confusing. It is very confusing. But it's a little enjoyable and a little fun. And, well, what else can I say? Go to OneManga.com and read it fucking right now. Just go and read it. It's worth checking out. It's a little unusual, but hey, check it out. And, hmm, believe that's it for this episode. I mean, as usual, you can check me out at Spirekin.podbean.com. You can also check me out at the wonderful and illustrious and great fightbait.com forward slash forums. I'm on there all the time. I'm also on the fightbait.com anime and gaming podcast that's kind of cool i'm also a writer on the anime 3000 website my second article has been published which is the maho romantic review it's a little different than the, my actual podcast of it but makes sense and also my liar game one should be up by the by tuesday so that should be cool um you can also check me out on itunes leave a comment i desperately need them and the other thing is definitely definitely if you have a chance go to the sakura matsui this weekend it's uh bbg.org it's this weekend I'll be there Saturday or you can go Sunday it's a lot of fun it's inexpensive $12 definitely worth checking out and with the fact they're closing the Bronx Zoo not closing but they're getting rid of some of the animals the Bronx Zoo these institutes these nature institutes need their need help so don't let them go under go out definitely check them out also you can email me sparkin at gmail.com or zan.sparkin at gmail.com I'm also on Twitter, Spirekin. I definitely could use a couple of new followers. I always give you updates on when the new 
episodes are coming out. Also, some information on some of the other unusual things going on with the podcast or with myself. And remember, I do have that contest still. The design and opening for the anime anime website. Well, actually, design and opening for the Spark and Manga Review. Design a closing for the Spark and Manga Review. And design a promo for the Spark and Manga Review. And of course, I'm still looking for the voice of the Wheel of Manga. I know this is making no sense, and I apologize, and this is probably going to be the most unedited episode ever, but I don't give a fuck. I'm a little tired, and, well, I'm going to fucking pass out soon. I promise you guys I'll release it this Thursday, which is today, the 30th of April, so I have to release it. Anyway, I believe that's it. There's not much else. Oh, yes, of course, I forgot. It's time for the one, the only... The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Pretty much what I've done is I have a Wheel of Fortune. I will spin the Wheel of Manga to determine what I'm going to review for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, and that is episode 50. This is actually for episode 51, because episode 50... Since it is my choice, because certain episodes are my choice. It is, no, 10, 20, and 50. Those are the ones that were my choice, and this is my choice. So for episode 50, I'll be reviewing Great Teacher Onizuka, and now I'm spinning the wheel for episode 51. Number 10! That's kind of cool, especially for 50, 10. So what I will be reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review is... Surprisingly, Pluto. So... I believe that's it for the Spark and Mog review. I'm your host, Zan. Hope you enjoy this show, definitely. And uh, have a good day, all right? And see you this weekend. Remember, if you find me, you get a free t-shirt and poster. As usual, I'm Gonsville. Later. Yeah.